Welcome, everyone, to the Movie Machine Podcast, presented by Hot Chocolate Media. I'm your moderator today, Kyle Decker, and I'm joined by three media illuminaries who are going to craft a film based on a random prompt from this high-tech, like, vacuum tube device of ours. So we have our writer, Ben Lifson, who is the Ben Day Dots artist on Into the Spider-Verse. We have Jacob Gulliver, our director, who was the stunt double on Paddington 2. He was, he was the Bears' stunt double. And then uh, Darwin Hall, our producer, who had to clean out the litter boxes on the set of Captain Marvel. Because they have a cap. So, anyway. Oh, I remember. Yeah, okay. wasn't like, you know, Brie Larson's litter box or anything. I think some people pay to have that job because people are gross and weird. People are gross. <laughs> I, I think the Sam Jackson one would actually sell more, though. Well, debatable. You can get his, like, coolness from it. There's a whole industry you guys right. just don't understand. All right. So Go on the dark web and you'll get it. Dark web. All right. The theme of this story today, are you ready for your film? Yeah. Is the dramatic drama. The main characters are a disillusioned heroine and a confused martial artist. You mean heroine as a female like, heroine? Not, yes. Okay, not uh, anthropomorphized not, drug. Yeah, yeah okay. exactly. Our characters are a disillusioned heroine, not the drug, an actual person, because, you know, it's a noun, not a... God, fuck, I hate you. <laughs> And a confused martial artist. I just want to point out that the drug is also. Uh, yeah, I know. I realized that as soon as I said it, I was hoping everyone would ignore me. And the major event of the story is treason. All right. So first, I just want to say how honored I am to be working with Marvel again. That they are giving me the power to write the Black Widow script. I think this is. I gonna- mean, because why not have a man do it? Right. Exactly. So this is going to be uh, spoilers after, you know, Endgame, after, you know, they reset the universe and everything. But Black Widow is kind of sad because Captain America died. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I know. This is being released in uh, March. So if I'm right, come back here and post comments. He, he kept, they're going to kill Captain America in the Captain Marvel film? No, no, Endgame, I said. Oh, gotcha. So anyway. I'm um, so confused right now. So yeah, Black Widow's, you know, kind of disillusioned with everything. And, you know, because there aren't many heroes left and they need to rebuild the Avengers. And so they decide, you know, major brawler's gone now. And, you know, Black Panther's doing his own thing and making way more money. So all that Netflix stuff ended, you know, the Netflix series. So let's team her up with the confused martial artist of uh, Iron Fist. I think that'll be a really good buddy cop. I think they'll play off each other very well. And yeah, and you know, it'll be sort of a Black Widow is sort of reevaluating her life, the choices, and Iron Fist is just being a little shit. And you know, it'll be it'll be a great, you know. And so uh, obviously we need a villain. So I'd like to phone a friend for a Marvel villain. <laughs> sure. Red Skull, clearly. But he's dead and like the guardian of the, the soul stone. Yeah, no. When they reset the universe, he breaks free. I don't know. Or we could just introduce some someone new. Well, I mean, I, he's getting his own TV series. I don't want to mess with that <laughs> right there. I'm, I want to help with this, too. Do, do you want to phone a friend, Jake, Jacob? He's phoning. So, uh, no, actually, you know what? No, I got just, it. Just leave it up to me. I got it. Yeah. No, I got it. 
Uh, so, you know, but since the other Netflix stuff is ending, we're get, we can bring in a slightly less popular character, uh, Kingpin. Like, I know he's going to be overshadowed by how much everyone loves Iron Fist, but I think Kingpin will be a really great villain. So Black Widow and Iron Fist against Kingpin. And um, but it turns out Kingpin has infiltrated like the government and is like doing the whole rebuilding after half the world died and came back. And so Black Widow and um, they have to go against the government. Kind of, it's kind of like Winter Soldier, except it's kind of like Winter Soldier. Yep. So yeah, I think that'll be good. Great team up. Doesn't matter. It's going to make a hundred million dollars. Well, that'd be a horrible flop. Six hundred million dollars. All right. So Jacob, you got this. Vincent D'Onofrio comes to your house as a courier with a slightly tear-soaked script and a hundred-dollar bill attached to the Black Widow script and he just hands it to you and winks and leaves. How are you feeling? You know, I've had better days, but, you know, I think we can make this work. A Black Widow movie is, is excellent. Why they chose me instead of a woman, I don't understand, but I guess... You know why. Yeah, you know I, why. Yeah, I guess you're right. If it makes you feel better, you can think about it as the Iron Fist movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing about that. People's tastes have... When did, when did Warner Brothers take over Marvel? Right. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Here's the thing about that. People's tastes have soured on Iron Fist. I, m- I made a pitch to the studio, and I think they're going to go with me on it. I haven't gotten confirmation yet. We'll find out in a couple minutes. But we're scrapping Iron Fist. Instead, we are going to use Shang-Chi, the master of Kung Fu. We are going to cast Daniel Wu. So this is... We're, we're going to insert him in the MCU ahead of his own movie that's coming out in a couple years? Right. This will okay. be like the you know backdoor pilot or backdoor movie way to introduce him kind of like what they did with the rest of the the avengers who's now since spun off so here's here's my idea black widow is drawn into a conflict after this sort of like world of shang chi is revealed and there's a conflict between the old group of assassins that trained black widow and this kung fu temple from which shang chi originally hails and he has since left and moved on with his life as well so it's kind of this like weird connection where it's like they both have to go back to their roots together and they both have to solve this conflict together it'd be a lot of travel we'll have a lot of scenes throughout asia and throughout russia as well and it will be this cool journey with them together sort of like reclaiming their pasts and like showcasing the the tragedies that they both had to endure and then kingpin will be tangentially involved in the sense that he is manufacturing this this conflict he is using his contacts and using his resources to poke and push and provoke these two organizations into attacking each other and damaging each other all the while he is collecting on the various different trades that they once controlled in that area the various different economic resources that are there so that's the kind of movie that i want to do i want really just like tight simple cinematography i don't want to go anything like too epic or anything i think the way that like winter soldier looks i just want it to be like straightforward harsh brutal fight scenes with some real nice character moments sprinkled in between well i know like most of the casting you weren't able to cast because it's some mcu film but you're able to cast your own kingpin who are you going with well, my, my gut instinct says stick with, with Vinny D'Onofrio, but, you know, I, I don't know if the studio is going to jump on that. So let's say in this world that the Netflix stank is too much for Kevin Feige to, to take. Saying you have to recast. If I have to recast? Man. You have to recast. Shit. I just got that note okay. from upstairs. There's part of me that's tempted to reunite Daniel Wu with his Into the Badlands buddy Nick Frost. He's already got the build for it. I'm sure that he could do something really fun with that, but that's that feels like the wrong move. 
to just cast based on build. He does fight really well into the Badlands, though. You know what? I'm going to do it. I think it's going to get weird. I like it. All right. So, Darwin, you've been handed the reins to the MCU by Kevin Feige and Disney. And, well, uh, I mean, it's a short leash. I, yeah. I have the reins, but I am being choked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, um, it's kind of like a human centipede of leashes. Uh, you have Nick Frost. <laughs> That is just the most disgusting image. <laughs> yeah. So you feeling good about this? You know, what's the budget that you've you've been given to give? Like, like you feeling good? Yeah, I feel good. Here's the thing: we have a money printer just sitting in the back lot, so we don't have to worry about currency so much. As long as we don't tank the world economy, we can spend whatever the hell we want because we're Disney. <laughs> so the thing about it, and I know we're going for a more dramatic tone, but of course, as we've learned through the MCU, if we really want to be successful, we really need to tiptoe that line between drama and an absolute farce. And think your Guardians of the Galaxy 2, your Thor 3s, you know, they, that, that's kind of the tonal shift that we've seen occur. So, first of all, uh, one note, and I can't believe this didn't make it to you in the uh, initial draft, but since Marvel still can't make an independent Hulk film due to the rights with Universal and all that weird stuff, we need him to show up here. And I think there's a very natural tie-in with Black Widow and Hulk. And I think, given, and again, Endgame spoilers, because we, of course, have seen it and know everything that happens. Right. And we've been given permission to put it on a podcast. Absolutely, yes. Obviously, you know, in Endgame, we really saw Bruce Banner embrace not having the Hulk around anymore. You know, he repaired the Hulkbuster armor, and he was really contributing that way. So I think, you know, way we can really pump up the drama here is with the end of Endgame when the world resets, obviously he now has the Hulk back after a decade of not. And so I think really getting to see that internal struggle there is really going to be a nice compliment to the Black Widow, Quang Shi, you know, sort of tearing up all of China and Russia and any other country. You know, we should have them detour through North Korea just because we got to hit all those. You know, like we really need that whole area. But yeah, I mean, literally, I if you guys spend less than $500 million, I'm firing you. It would make the biggest Marvel movie to date. You're damn right it is. The $500 yeah. million includes advertising, I'm guessing. Nope. Oh. oh. We don't have to advertise it's, this. It's perfect. We're just going to put out a couple ideas. of tweets and uh, it'll be okay. fine. Make it good. Okay. So well, you got... not, not too good. We don't want it to overshadow the Avengers movies. All right. Writer, uh, you got your marching orders from yeah. from the producers. You got a cast. You've been told to put the Hulk in there. Yeah. I got uh, has some world hopping. You I got some good? ideas. And I spoke with a lady friend, so I'm, I'm good now. Oh, you, you know? got the female perspective. Yeah, exactly. That's good. That's good. You know, we came over. What did you talk about? I mean, I showed her the script, and then we, we played some Smash Bros. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. So anyway. Sounds um, like you did your homework. Right, exactly. So anyway, getting Bruce Banner in there, and that's going to be good. You know, we'll definitely have a few moments where, you know, he is about to, like, Hulk out, and they're, but they're, like, in, you know, like, a very sensitive area. Like, you know, they're hacking the supercomputers, and they're like, no, you're going to smash all the servers. And, you know, we'll have a little bit of it where it's kind of a rehash, but it's always kind of funny where he's, like, almost Hulks out, but, like, and, like, and it's like, nope. And it's like... Something's uh, going down, big guy. But, but we can make fun of that a little bit, too, because it's like, she does that, and it's not working, and then she just, like, tries other things. And, you know, just Black Widow hasn't really gotten a lot of comedy things, and I think ScarJo can 
do some nice comedy there. So we can play around with that. Now, one thing is that with her being the main character and the villain, they don't really have that much of a connection. So just to put in a little emotional beat in the third act, uh, we're going to have Nick Fury get possessed. We wrote some, you know, like it's through nanobots or whatever. You know, Sam Jackson hasn't really gotten a big action scene in these films. You know, he had the car chase and everything. But, you know, so he gets possessed by the nanobots and then there can be sort of a big fight scene. And, you know, she, she doesn't want to fight him. And it's like, it's like, no, you, you know, we're friends. You're my boss and we're friends and everything. And, you know, that whole bit and like get emotional beats. And finally, they're able to punch the nanos out of, you know, like the, the friendship break the mind control thing. So I think that'll be a nice dramatic beat. We do have a bigger budget, so we can really have some big action set pieces here. We want to keep it grounded enough, though. So, you know, we're going to have the standard them fighting on top of moving vehicles. But, you know, we can go a bit more expensive. Like, they can be fighting on top of moving monorails, which are more expensive to shoot on, or on top of a flying plane. And, you know, we don't need... Because, you know, in Avengers, they CGI'd that shit. But now we can actually fight them fighting on an actual plane. And, you know, maybe even a rocket. Rocket fighting, that's cool. Black Widow kind of going solo, even though she's with a team. But, you know, just world hopping, really giving it some James Bond-esque thing, going around the world and stopping all these evil plans. Kingpin will have this whole monologue. And, yeah, I guess we're just pretending that the Netflix show never happened, just like the rest of Marvel. Okay. So, director, get some rewrites on the script. You got notes from the studio. You got Hulk added to your story. You feeling good? I like some of that. I don't like all of that. But I do have some pretty cool plans. So I mean, just ta- just Nick, shred yeah. my script. Uh, Nick, Nick Frost took a look at the script, and he was like, this character isn't funny enough. Uh, pass for me. I got Brendan Gleeson. I think he's going to be great as Kingpin. Maybe a little bit older than we would normally expect, but I think he's got the, the gravitas, and he can do the rage really well. Here's the thing about that storyline, though. Suddenly you know, the petty. Cool. Into stunt doubling makes sense. Right, yeah, yeah. This is going to be like the stepping stone in like the beginning of the next series of Marvel Adventures. We need to set some plot seeds to really like seed that. So the Kingpin is the villain of this movie until the end. We're going to pay tribute to the Iron Man films and the Captain America films where they have the underpinnings with the Mandarin and the underpinnings with Hydra. The real villain here is going to be the Shadow Council, which is this mysterious organization which has existed for a very long time. Kingpin will be in this movie, but he is being manipulated by the Shadow Council. And that is what is our our tie-in to the next series of movies. That also gives us the opportunity, if we want, to make a secret Avengers movie, uh, which is pretty great. That would be excellent, because that is the the primary antagonist of the secret Avengers. So if we want to do that, we can, and that may be something cool that would work with the way that the Avengers are presumably scattered a bit after the events of Endgame which uh, I've, I've been handed eight different versions of by Marvel, so presumably they're trying real hard to cover up spoilers. They're doing the one with the X-Men, uh, just so you know. Okay, yeah. So, it's yeah. A, it's a whole thing. Notably, Secret Avengers could include beasts, could include Moon Knight. Uh, so just think about that, producer. And then that also gives us a tie-in to doing that Shang-Chi movie that you're, you're talking about doing. So right. I feel like we've got some good plot seeds there. Mm-hmm. The main major like action sequence will be the beginning of the third act. They like figure out where, you know, Kingpin is supposedly hiding out. He's manipulating everything. Hulk will go there and they'll like, I don't know, shoot him down from space or some shit. And he'll smash into the base. Uh, and then the Kingpin will be like, you beat me. Great. I get to go to jail. He'll be excited to go to jail after manipulating everybody because... The Shadow Council has been manipulating him, and he'll 
finally have a, a way to get around their their machinations. So I think it'll be cool. I'm, I'm really into. Yeah, I still want to keep it somewhat small budget. Like, of course, Winter Soldier had the the end bit with you know lots of explosions and stuff, which is fine. But I still want to keep it fairly simplistic in terms. of How much did style. you end up spending? So I spent about two hundred and eighty million, and then I was assuming the rest was going into like marketing, post credit scenes, you know, international distribution, that kind of stuff. But then let me just suggest that. We do the version of my script where they fight on the International Space Station, and we'll shoot it on location. I think that'll eat up the rest of the budget. I mean, it's, the space isn't very big. It'd be hard to fit cameras and people in there. Can't we have we can just days of footage from the I mean, International I mean, Space if you, Station. We don't need to install Well, we're going to shoot it with the Hubble. Also. If you want to spend that money, you can just literally rebuild the space station on the ground. Good point. And like have openings all the film, but literally build it to screen accurate. I'm just I'm giving thrown ideas. See, but anyway, it's the see, producers. Here's turn. the thing. You guys are playing small ball. And that two hundred and eighty million dollars. Not what we're here to ball. do. International Space Station. I just got off the phone with President G. Turns out they're not so much a fan of that old wall they got there. So they were looking for an excuse to tear it down. <laughs> and as you know, Hulk smash. So we're going to need to rig up a puppet of the Hulk that can actually smash the actual Great Wall of China. Great, of course, in parentheses, because her quotation marks. Yeah, so that's really going to be the main... That's where Kingpin is hiding, is in a section of that. And Hulk just has to tear through the whole damn thing. It's going to be like 30 minutes long of him just jumping from area to Horizontal area. or vertically. Yes. He's doing the long... Oh, okay. So that's really the, the main part of Act 3 um, is going to be breaking that down for the Chinese government. Other than that, I don't give a fuck what you do. But, you know, that's where that money's going. Forget the space station stuff. So forget. Let me, let me just make sure I understand what you're saying. So the, yes. the government of China has hired Marvel Studios to do a construction job, which they can turn into an action film. Well... They were going to hire some, like, local guys, but you remember, like, Spider-Man Homecoming? All of a sudden, the government rolls in, yeah. and, yeah, that's what we're doing to some local Chinese demolition crews. Okay, um, okay. And, yeah, it really, it was just a matter of convenience. We needed something epic for Hulk to smash. They needed the wall <coughs> torn down. Works out. Okay. So I put this in the movie machine, and it sounds like the Alan Silvestri score cues of Black Widow. Just something cool, Silvestri-esque. We can pull up, you know, maybe the Marvel Marvel theme or something, you know, something in there. So, I mean, this movie doesn't totally can't bomb. It's a Mar- MCU film. Enough talented filmmakers have bought enough goodwill that you all are fairly Teflon in this case. However, with the budget you spent, it's a real challenge for this to make money. It doesn't do as well in the United States as it does overseas because the audiences in America are kind of tired of, of stories about people not white men being written and created by white men and it kind of leaves a sour taste so it only only does 300 million in the United States but it does rack in a nice 450 million in China and, and all the, it doesn't quite get that Black Panther money but it does okay you're not dragged through but but Kevin Feige is not returning your calls anymore 
you know. So take that but for we what were you will. Go golfing. Uh, that being said, merchandise like like the fact that there's finally Black Widow action figures and stuff are actually selling like hotcakes, even though they're still hard to find because there's still more Hulk action figures because you know our world still hasn't figured that out. So that being said, the movie machine is magic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, writer, what you got? So. Looking back, maybe I shouldn't have written the Black Widow film. I think that maybe I'll let someone else make that film. But we still have this, so I'm going to suggest that we just just make a change to it where instead of Black Widow, we replace him with Hawkeye, and then they can have their own uh, Black Widow film. Because they're you know kind of the same character. I know in Endgame, he turned into a cyborg and joined the Guardians, but you know we can shift things a little around. We can show off his new powers. Right, exactly. Uh, so we're just going to rewrite it, you know, put Hawkeye in there just so, and I'm doing this not to get rid of Black Widow and not have, because that film's still being made, but I think that that should probably be made by someone else. So that's my suggestion. So basically you're just changing the whole script to every instance of Black Widow to be Hawkeye? Yeah, and I'm, then doing, otherwise I'm doing a replace thing. Yeah, yeah. find okay. replace. Okay. Right, because Hawkeye is enough of a blank slate character, you know, like he has a family. Kind of like Jeremy Renner's facial expression right exactly so you know basically all of his dialogue can go in there uh other than you know we have to rewrite the whole thing like hawkeye talking about how he was a ballerina assassin doesn't work as well but you know we can we can change a little bit of that talk about how he's an iowa farmer or whatever right exactly it's the same and the love story stays right where it's at yeah since we can't call it black (laughs) widow let's call it hulk guy you know why not just call it marvel's hawkeye sure and you know just i mean this is your film. You you decide if you want to call it Hulk guy, you totally can. Uh, yeah, Excuse me. It's not his film. Oh, it's true. Disney's film. Right. Yeah. Let's, and let's get that fucking clear. And just so also, um, now there are no ladies in it, so we're gonna put in uh, Marina Hill in there. You know, Maria Hill. Maria Hill. Yeah. Okay. Marina Hill is someone very different. You know, Maria Hill will have some scenes in there. Maybe she'll replace the uh, Nick Fury thing because you know, Hawkeye sure had a line with Maria Hill. So it can be like, you're my friend. You know, it's the same thing. Whatever. We can say that they did. Okay. All right. Director? Boy, this is a mess. So now it's a Hawkeye film. That was just my suggestion. You don't have to follow it. No, no you've right. made the changes. So, you're right. You use the time travel magic. The changes happen. You're right. Right. So if we have to go with Hawkeye, that's fine. For have to get to. Okay. Get so, to go with Hawkeye. <laughs> what we will retune the script so that it's more about Hawkeye and less about Black Widow. I do think we should have a cameo from Black Widow in the middle. Oh, yeah, certainly. I think she should be the one who reveals that the Shadow Council is uh, responsible because that would be a cool place to, to bring her in. Maybe at the beginning, you know, the inciting incident is uh, Black Widow's been missing. She's been undercover for a long time. So Hawkeye's going to look for her and ends up teaming up with Shang-Chi. They go on their adventures. Hulk doesn't show up until like 45 minutes into the movie. And then Black Widow shows up to help neutralize that and just tell them like, hey, your, your leads are bad. Here's what we do next. That would be kind of a cool twist for that movie. And I think that would work well as like the seed for the next tier of MCU movies. So that way we can get our cool, you know, fun action scenes with, you know, a smaller scale at the beginning. And then as we get to the end, we build that scale, set up those plot seeds and bring in a few more Marvel characters just to really get people jumping up and down and excited for for what's coming next. That's my idea. Beyond that, I would like to keep Brendan Gleeson around. I think we can do more cool stuff with him. Maria Hill is an excellent choice as well to tie into S.H.I.E.L.D. She's much cheaper than uh, Samuel L. Jackson, unfortunately. But, you know, that's it's the way the business works, apparently. It's less that she's a woman and, and more it's, it's called these smothers. I mean, yeah. It's just she, yeah. How, how I Met Your Mother actor. It's not like... 
Sam fucking Jackson. I'm just saying. Samuel motherfucking yeah. Jackson. Right. No. Nothing against her. She just, no one else is Sam Jackson. There's only one. Yeah. They and, broke the mold. And I do have to say that this film should probably just be called Hawkeye or, you know, Hawkeye colon whatever Marvel decides. All right. So uh, the first Could edit of Quip? Hawkeye colon whatever Marvel decides comes your way, Darwin. How you feeling? So it is Hawkeye with the Hulk guy is the name of the film. It very much <laughs> plays up that buddy cop aspect that we... Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm getting a text message from Kevin Feige. He goes, the fuck you say? Yeah. I, I, I uh-huh. think it's just Marvel's Hawkeye. And he's like, it is, right? I just and, then, te- and then the emoji are pistol, pistol, shovel, question mark? I don't I, know what I, that means. Can I see your yeah. phone real quick? Okay. Uh, we don't need that shit. And there we go. So it's Hawkeye and the Hulk guy. Um, we're really going to reach... For that demographic, I don't know what demographic, but there's somebody who's going to love the shit out of this. And they'll buy all the tickets. Also, because of the changes and because we didn't have to pay, you know, Sam Jackson and everything, we were able to get that budget down to around 300 mil. So we'll make that back on the U.S. release at least. And then international when we have the whole throw in the... Was Sam Jackson $200 million? He was... His fee has gone up, my friend. He actually, every time he appears in a movie series, it triples. So, you know, we keep using him. At this point, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, he actually owns 30% of Disney at this point. So, yeah. But yeah, I mean, other than that, I think the changes y'all made are great. I think Hawkeye with the Hulk guy is the best title we could ask for. And I think we're going to do great. All right. So, things coming back to the movie machine. People are completely perplexed by the title, but the fact you lowered the budget to a Marvel film, you still make money, and Kevin Feige still doesn't hire you all back to make anything else. That's in funny. fact, Hawkeye becomes the he hired only Jeremy Renner to actually shoot me with an arrow. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. In fact, Hawkeye becomes the only Marvel film other than Hulk, which is funny because they're in the movie together, to not get an additional solo movie in the MCU. I only have one kidney now. <laughs> So that's what we have it. That's the movie machine, folks. Oh, true note. um, Kevin Feige, on the one-tenth of one percent chance that you listen to this, we love the MCU. (laughs) And if we ever have the chance to work with you, we know you actually went out of your way to make sure women were hired to make both the Captain Marvel and and, and Black Widow movies. We're never going to work on the MCU. And the off chance. I got to try. I got to try, man. Anyway, but we we have to leave leave with words of wisdom from our patron saint, Jaden Smith. The way that I see it, the bed that you sleep in for me, there is no portion to lie on, absorbed in the nightfall. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Jake. People ship Hawkeye to everything all the time anyway. Yeah. No one will bat an eye at Hawkeye. It's yeah. I can already see the hashtag. Can actually, um and since we can't call it Black Widow anymore, can we call it Hulk? I can't do this awful. <laughs> actually, you know what? <laughs> That would totally happen. I can see the Tumblr art already in my head. You know what? And you know what? Actually...